It's time to be all that you can be in 23, starting with a cold plunge to get a natural boost in energy. Focus, discipline, and resilience. The plunge can provide you with all that brilliance. This is the ultimate home cold water therapy experience. A sleek, slick, custom-designed unit that gives you ready access to a cold bath of clean, filtered, circulating water that you can set to your desired temperature. Don't fool around lugging bags of ice from the supermarket for once-in-a-while action. Get the plunge so you will actually stick with your protocol and enjoy it. Visit at thecoldplunge.com to learn all about this sensational product and the benefits of therapeutic cold water exposure. They'll deliver a plunge to your home for free, and then you have easy, simple setup, regular plug-in, and you're off and running. I set mine to 39. I don't spend a lot of time, but the experience is prime, and I'm focused and energized for a fantastic day and more resilient against all other forms of stress in life. Take the plunge, people, and also check out their new Rebounder mini trampoline to pair with plunging and optimize lymphatic function. It's all at thecoldplunge.com, and you can't lose with their generous 30-day money-back guarantee and special discount for BRAD podcast listeners using the code BRAD, thecoldplunge.com. The BRAD podcast is brought to you by... MOFO, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's macadamia masterpiece, mind-blowing nut butter blend, now offered on Amazon. Chili technology, temperature-controlled mattress systems for a good night's sleep. InsideTracker.com, offering blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data all in one place. And Organifi, whole food organic superfood supplements and drink blends. And please visit the shopping page at bradkearns.com for my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. Here we go with the show. The global all-stars, the world's most nutrient-dense foods, grass-fed liver, oysters, and salmon roe and caviar. The animal organs mainly is liver, the number one superfood, along with bone broth, heart, kidney, and if you can find things like sweet bread, Rocky Mountain oysters, and tripe, and always trying to source grass-fed animals. Great advice from Dr. David Perlmutter, best-selling author, Grain Brain, one of the leading figures in ancestral health, and he recommends not consuming any fruit during the winter months because this is aligned with our ancestral experience where we did not get any form of carbohydrate probably for many months on end, especially no fruit. Hey folks, how about a non-drinker telling you what kind of alcohol you should drink? That's right, it's pseudo-sommelier Brad Kearns here to recommend dry farm wines. Why? Because if you choose to drink, I want you to be healthy and make a superior choice to the mainstream commercial wines. Listen to my podcast with Dry Farm Wines founder Todd White. The insights were astonishing, especially that most all commercial wines are loaded with dozens of chemicals that the FDA allows in your wine but don't have to be listed on the label. And the sugar, oh my goodness, the sugar levels can be as much or more per liter than Coca-Cola but difficult to taste due to the acidity in the wine. 
Dry Farm Wines is a membership club where you're shipped hand-picked wines from old-world family-run vineyards in France, Italy, Greece, and Sicily. These wines come from non-irrigated vineyards hundreds of years old that deliver a tastier, higher antioxidant grape, and they're independent lab certified to be completely free from chemical additives and naturally 100% sugar-free. That's right, the sugar was allowed to ferment out instead of be arrested by chemical intervention in the name of pleasing the average consumer palate that has a sweet tooth. The Dry Farm Wines Club has taken off like crazy because ancestral and keto enthusiasts, people who care about their health, appreciate a sugar-free wine. You'll enjoy the variety, the taste, and the pleasant sensation in the aftermath of burning through the alcohol buzz and going on with your life without a hangover. So if you care about your carb intake and your overall health, Dry Farm Wines has a special promotion for podcast listeners. Get your first bottle for a penny when you enroll at dryfarmwines.com slash brad or click on the Dry Farm Wines at the bradkerns.com shopping page. Cheers. Greetings, listeners. I am going to talk you through this wonderful Carnivore Scores food rankings chart. This has been a very rewarding joint venture with the inspiration for the project, the original creator of this concept, and the early chart, Kate Kretzinger of K8 for Wellness. Check her out at K, the letter K, the number eight, the number four, wellness.com. She is a huge carnivore enthusiast. You're not going to believe the levels that she has taken this dietary strategy to, Uh, but she's also a popular health coach in Vermont and has used the carnivore restriction diet experiment with great success to her clients. Uh, So I'm going to quote her when she wrote me kind of a summary, a recap of how this whole uh, chart came to be and her brilliant uh, insight about eating above the steak line. So let me give you some commentary from Kate when she was talking about how this chart and this whole idea of doing a restrictive carnivore diet experiment with her clients came to be. Quote, I started using this chart for my clients that would eat paleo, keto, and still have inflammatory issues. This chart was a guideline for them to get optimal nutrition while we took everything else out of their nutritional intake, all the potentially problematic plant foods. When the body is getting optimal nutrients, it heals quicker. It has better energy. You feel better. This was the elimination of elimination diets. Some people did it for 30 days. Some did it for four months. It all came down to healing the gut. Once my client's guts were healed, then we would add things back to see where and if they had any sensitivities. Her daughter was the first person that she got to try it. She had an assortment of health issues that righted very quickly. It was absolutely amazing. In just 30 days, an amazing transformation uh, from diverticulosis and uh, all feeling better very quickly from eliminating all plant foods. And that's what was her inspiration to uh, push this on to her clients. So her daughter was the guinea pig. I've never had my clients do something that I haven't done myself, so I decided I was going to try carnivore for 30 days. The symptoms that I didn't know I had or that I thought were normal healed. That 30 days has turned into 545 days of carnivore and counting. During the early stages of my carnivore journey, get this people, I rode the entire length of the great state of Vermont 200 miles without eating any food. 
My body has become a fat-burning machine. My next big adventure is to do this crazy event called the Trans-American Bike Race, 4,200-mile route with 250,000 feet in elevation gain. So she's going to try to ride her bike across America on no carbs, no sugar, just meat, organs, and fat in order to promote gut health. The race is coming in June of 2021. Best of luck to Kate on that note. So when she was talking to me about this on a podcast, I was so interested and we got further in and did some uh, great research together and came up with an extremely comprehensive chart, obviously geared toward the carnivore enthusiast uh, because there's a little category for for plant foods at the bottom where we present uh, eight of the least offensive plant foods that have good nutritional benefit and don't have those high objections of the most toxic plant foods. So uh, people that are not in this carnivore mindset or open to it uh, might object. I know there's some uh, great lists of the most nutritious foods that you can find from uh, people like Dr. Axe that talk about the great uh, benefits of uh, broccoli and uh, the assorted known superfoods from the uh, plant kingdom. But this is a whole different deal here. And uh, what we found in the the details and the user experiences, there's a lot of people out there suffering uh, due to gut inflammation, leaky gut syndrome, as it's known. And quite a lot of it can be righted with a complete restriction of plants and then a gradual reintroduction of the least offensive plants. So while there's a lot of nutritional benefits to be had from some of those foods that you see landing high in the rankings frequently, for example, Dr. Axe's top 30 most nutrient-dense foods, uh, ripping through this thing and skipping over the animal foods, uh, just to show you, uh, he puts things like seaweed, kale, collards, broccoli, rob, spinach, watercress, arugula, cabbage, bell peppers, garlic, parsley, berries, asparagus, carrots, beets, pumpkin, lentils, artichokes, tomatoes, wild mushrooms, and so on, sweet potatoes, wild rice. And granted, these things have nutritional benefits and properties, uh, but we're going with the premise that Paul Saladino conveys uh, so appropriately uh, on my shows with him that these foods come with what's the known in the prescription drug world as the package insert. That's the piece of paper that comes with your prescription uh, detailing all the potential side effects. So the argument, the rationale here is that by eliminating these foods that do have nutritional benefits, but may be irritating your leaky gut, you can have that health awakening. So as we look toward uh, what are truly the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet, you're going to see a preponderance of animal foods. And that's what this ranking chart is all about. And so uh, we have in category number one, we call these the global all-stars, the world's most nutrient-dense foods. And there's three foods that make the the top list here, Uh, grass-fed liver, oysters, and salmon roe and caviar. So fish eggs may be uh, a nominee for the most likely food that you would choose if you were stuck on a desert island with only one food to eat for the rest of your life. Oysters uh, have that reputation as being an aphrodisiac uh, because they do promote uh, reproductive health and uh, energetic function with their high levels of zinc and B12. And of course, grass-fed liver, arguably the most nutrient-dense single food on the planet. If you don't like the taste, 
paste. Maybe you can try slicing it uh, raw and just, just enough thawed to slice it. I slice it into small chunks after it's frozen, thawed out, and then I can just grab a chunk out of the freezer and it tastes much better raw, heavily salted than it does for me anyway when it's in that rubbery state. And a lot of people have a distaste to have that be a dietary centerpiece. But the Global All-Stars, liver, oysters, and salmon eggs. And then the next category down is animal organs. So we have liver as the centerpiece. And then also in this category, things that you can find uh, pretty easily from uh, most butchers, uh, heart, kidney uh, are the main ones. So if you can go with liver, heart, and kidney and slice that stuff up and pan fry it and have it be a regular part of your diet or at least a nice side dish, that would be really great. And if you can find sweet bread that's made from the thymus gland, Rocky Mountain oysters, that's the euphemism for testicles, and tripe is the stomach lining. Uh, it's a popular ingredient in the Mexican soup menudo, which I uh, am fond of enjoying. My uh, mother-in-law makes that wonderfully. And these are truly nutrient-rich meals. And if your game is a little bit off, you can, of course, uh, pound the organ supplements from ancestralsupplements.com, especially MOFO. That's the compilation that's designed to optimize male hormone function with the uh, gathering of testicles, prostate, liver, heart, and bone marrow in a single capsule form. So there's no excuse not to be up on your organ consumption, even if you haven't been down to the butcher lately to grab this stuff that most people think is gross or out of their comfort zone. So get your capsules going, try to consume some of the actual organs and expand your horizons, your dietary horizons, or go with the capsules. And also in that category, you could put a uh, bone broth, which is a great superfood. You get uh, agents in bone broth that are very hard to get in any other area of the diet, namely collagen and glycosaminoglycans for joint and connective tissue health and skin health. So that is a great boost. I love this morning beverage of bone broth with several egg yolks dumped inside and stirred together, inspired by Matt Whitmore of Fitter Food in England. Follow him on Instagram. He's got great workouts with his girl, Karis Marsden, the super fit couple of the planet. Uh, so that super beverage, hard to top that in the morning, uh, blows coffee or anything else away, even a, a big smoothie with protein and uh, green powders in there. So the bone broth with egg yolks, that is your superfood drink. And that is category number two, wrapped up animal organs. And the third category is the wonderful wild-caught oily cold water fish. This is by far are the best source of omega-3s in the human diet. And the cool thing about uh, this category is most of these are really affordable. Uh, they're called the SMASH family, and that stands for sardines, mackerel, anchovies, salmon, and herring. And you can get all of these in a canned form uh, a true superfood, one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet uh, without busting your budget. And when it comes to salmon, we want to emphasize wild-caught salmon. Of course, that's affordable in a canned form. And if you like to dine and have that as a meal centerpiece, please be vigilant to try and avoid the uh, very common popular uh, farmed Atlantic salmon. That's 80 to 90% of what's out there in the marketplace. That's what you'll almost always find at a restaurant unless otherwise stated with great pride and distinction that they're serving wild-caught salmon. Uh, but the there's many objections about pollution and crowded conditions and uh, adding agents that are unhealthy to the salmon feed, especially the dyes that turn their skin pink because a natural uh, wild-caught salmon will be pink because of their high antioxidant diet. And then you're trying to match that with 
with these poor salmon that are raised in crowded pens with vastly inferior nutritional profile, so much so that authorities like Dr. Mercola recommend not even consuming Atlantic salmon. So that's a tough challenge, but you can definitely find affordable sources of previously frozen wild-caught salmon, like at Costco, big box store, uh, has that for a really nice price point, and emphasize the wild-caught salmon and then the other uh, canned fish that are in this smash family. And then uh, next in the rankings are the family of shellfish. These are a great source of omega-3s as well, and also monounsaturated fats, a complete nutrient profile that, again, we're talking about uh, ranking the most nutrient-dense foods on Earth. And so anything in the shellfish family blows away uh, the top-ranked vegetable foods. And that's just uh, nutritional science and facts and looking at the profile and the RDA of the various vitamins, especially when you're talking about animal foods, vitamins A, D, E, and K, things that are uh, very difficult to obtain in a plant-based diet. So that's why shellfish land up here nicely. And that would be, we already mentioned oysters and put them at top ranking, uh, but we also have our clams, crab, lobster, mussels, octopus, and scallops. Gee, where can I go to find food like that? To the sushi bar, of course. So thumbs up for Japanese cuisine. That's why they have some of the great longevity stats on the planet is that uh, deep consumption of the uh, the shellfish. And if you think about uh, the human uh, migration across the earth when we first left East Africa 60,000 years ago, a small population of humans ventured out and successfully populated the entire globe over the ensuing 45,000 years. Uh, they mostly followed the coastlines and were able to indulge in the marine life that helped the human brain grow to be strong and resilient and rise to the top of the food chain with our superior intelligence. And that was largely attributed to the access to the nutrient-dense foods, especially the omega-3 rich uh, sea and marine life. So uh, if, you, if seafood and marine life is not a centerpiece of your diet, uh, honor your human genetic expectation for health and make it so. So then we go down to eggs. Eggs, the original life force essence superfood. How can you get any better than that? Uh, they have things like choline and the B vitamin profiles that are off the charts in comparison to other foods, especially the yolk. If you have any lingering... Uh, sentiment that you want to tone down your yolk consumption in the name of monitoring cholesterol. This has been widely refuted by respected science, most particularly the Framingham study, which is the longest and largest uh, epidemiological study in the history of uh, science. And that means uh, studying the effects of environment, dietary practices on health and longevity. And the residents of wonderful Framingham, Massachusetts have been followed uh, intensively since 1948. So generations of study uh, looking at dietary patterns and uh, some of the great conclusions. Um, uh, we have these quoted in the original Primal Blueprint by Dr. Castelli, the leader of the Framingham study uh, back when the quotes came out that there was absolutely no correlation between egg consumption and blood cholesterol levels. So if you try with devotion to lower your intake of dietary cholesterol, your body will manufacture more cholesterol to meet your needs for this very important agent in making hormones like testosterone and the other sex hormones, the other adaptive hormones. So uh, trying to reduce dietary cholesterol, ill-advised, especially when it comes to uh, crowding out uh, one of the most nutritious foods on the planet. Uh, now, big uh, deal here in the egg category is you really want to strive to source 
either locally grown from the actual farm, the farmer's market from the hobbyist, or a carton that has the distinction of being pasture-raised and certified humane. These are vastly superior to the conventional eggs that are grown in the feedlot, the chicken coop environment, where the chickens are uh, fed an inferior nutritional source of feed rather than being allowed to graze on the open lands and consume worms and bugs and grass and get that high omega-3 content that a pasture-raised egg will have. Certified organic is better than conventional egg, but with the wide availability of pasture-raised eggs, oh my gosh, it's, you know, for the budget with spending a little more on a dozen eggs than uh, the cheap old regular eggs, you're getting a huge boost in nutrition and avoiding these offensive agents that can get into uh, conventional dairy, uh, such as hormones, pesticides, and antibiotics coming from uh, the environment that the crowded animals live in. Uh, Also a cool idea in the egg topic is to go looking for some alternative eggs. That's right. It's not just chickens that lay eggs. And you can find goose, duck, quail, and ostrich and go to town. You know how big an ostrich egg is? Oh my gosh, you fry one and you have a giant morning breakfast. Uh, I find duck eggs really easily in some of the better supermarkets. So I'm fond of duck eggs. They're larger and have a richer egg taste than a chicken egg. And of course, because these are so rare, uh, they haven't been mass produced like the uh, chicken eggs. So you can find any kind of source for the alternative eggs and then look for the cartons that have stamped pasture raised and certified humane. And then we get down to uh, the the last category above the so-called steak line from Kate Kretzinger and below the steak line, we're talking about stuff that's still okay to eat, but not ranking with the superfoods. And the last category is red meat. Yes, indeed. It has a superior nutritional and fatty acid profile to poultry, despite common headlines about red meat causing cancer or people making that common quip that, oh, I'm trying to improve my diet, so I'm just eating chicken and fish and I put away red meat. Oh, mercy. Okay, so the ranking system is what it is. Uh, Rob Wolf, great research on that with his book, Wired to Eat, and his Healthy Rebellion podcast. So go check that out for more information. And you really want to try to source local or 100% grass-fed beef uh, with bone-in cuts offering additional nutritional benefits. That's the aforementioned uh, collagen and glycosaminoglycans that are found in bone broth as well. Uh, But that grass-fed is such an important distinction because we know about all the objections from meat raised in concentrated animal feeding operations. They contain, their tissues contain hormones, pesticides, and antibiotics from the feed. They have to keep these animals uh, away from illness in those crowded conditions, so they have to feed them antibiotics. And although there's uh, not much difference in nutritional benefit from grass-fed. That was from the research that Rob Wolf offered on our podcast interview. Uh, You are avoiding those objectionable uh, chemicals and additives, and you're also doing a solid for the planet because a grass-fed animal uh, grazing on the open range, uh, there's great uh, insights provided on Paul Saladino's show, Fundamental Health, and talking about his white oak pasture and Belcampo and these great operations that are proving that a grass-fed, properly run grass-fed ranch can actually have a carbon sequestering effect, a net positive carbon benefit to the planet because of how the animals ruminate on the grass. So in contrast to the concentrated animal feeding operations, which they have that negative carbon footprint and all the bad stuff going into the animals and the pollution Uh, a grass-fed animal, you can uh, rest assured that you are consuming the best possible 
uh, option in that category. And just like I mentioned with the alternative eggs, you can get other sources of red meat that are not so mass produced, things like buffalo and bison and elk and lamb and venison. And if you go to wildideabuffalo.com, you will learn a lot about the wonderful animal that's uh, roaming free on the open range as it has for tens of thousands of years in the middle America and how much more humane their lifestyle is and their slaughtering methods and everything in comparison to the mass production. I believe the stat was uh, 40 million cattle are slaughtered every year in the United States versus 60,000 buffalo. And if you've ever tried uh, ground buffalo, oh, delicious. Same with the buffalo steaks. You're definitely getting a uh, pleasant experience that you might want to integrate into your diet. And then we have on the wonderful chart that you're going to download after this show, or hopefully before the show, the steak line, trying to emphasize in your meal choices and your food shopping foods above the steak line that we just mentioned. For a quick recap of those categories, on the top, the global all-stars of grass-fed liver, oysters, salmon roe, and caviar. Second are the animal organs, mainly as liver, the number one superfood, along with bone broth, heart, kidney, and if you can find things like sweetbread, Rocky Mountain oysters, and tripe. And always trying to source grass-fed animals because the nutrients are concentrated in the organs as well as the toxins. So we want to make sure you can find grass-fed liver, and it's pretty easy to find these days, uh, especially online places like uswellnessmeats.com have great opportunity. You can get uh, the liverwurst, which tastes really great, and also the grass-fed organ meats. Um, I'm buying their kidneys a lot, their liver, and the, uh, the pate, uh, the liverwurst. So that was the animal organs category. Then we have the wild-caught oily cold water fish, the smash family of sam sardines, mackerel, anchovies, salmon, and herring. Then we have the shellfish. We already mentioned oysters on the all-star team. And then we have clams, crab, lobster, mussels, octopus, and scallops. So go get yourself some sushi. Then we have eggs, looking for those pasture-raised, certified, humane cartons. And then maybe trying some alternative eggs. And then we have red meat. Uh, trying to find that grass-fed with a high priority. Then we have the steak line, and down below the steak line, the next category is chicken, turkey, and pork. Uh, the problem with these, the reason they rank below, is because most of what we see in the marketplace is corn or soy-fed, and so their fatty acid profile is inferior to red meat. Of course, now we can also find a lot of opportunities for organic or pasture-raised chicken or turkey. And the term for pork is heritage breed pork. So if you go to my shopping page, bradkearns.com, uh, look at the affiliates that I associate with and recommend highly. One of them is ButcherBox. Click on the ButcherBox link and you will find that their entire selection is grass-fed uh, meat, pasture-raised uh, chicken and turkey, and heritage breed pork. So it's a great membership opportunity to get this stuff shipped to your door, uh, the highest quality for a very affordable price, better than you might find if you're randomly going shopping and uh, your eyeballs pop at the price of grass-fed beef. Okay, so chicken, turkey, and pork. And then the next category is raw, organic, high-fat dairy products. So in the dairy category, you want to make a blanket commitment to avoid all manner of conventional pasteurized and low and non-fat dairy products. Uh, there's just too much uh, objection here, particularly the hormones, pesticides, and antibiotics that are being dosed into these animals uh, when you're drinking your milk. So you got to go at the very least if you 
are drinking the homogenized pasteurized stuff, which is what you mostly find. It's really hard to find raw milk. If you go to a good store, you can find it. It's delicious. Got so many nutritional benefits and interesting research on raw milk, by the way, that when they they did a, a study with a large group of lactose intolerant uh, citizens who participated and they transitioned them over to raw milk and they experienced none of the usual symptoms that they get from uh, consuming the pasteurized homogenized milk that's mainly presented in the marketplace. Of course, raw milk has a slight risk of foodborne illness, right? But mostly you're getting this product from uh, small operations, small dairy farmers that are going direct to the market. I actually met a lady who had uh, a booth, at, you know, a little kiosk uh, in the grocery store, and she had driven from her farm and was uh, selling her raw milk right there in the refrigerator uh, straight from the farm. And we had a nice little chat about how her animals are treated and cared for. And I scored some really delicious raw milk, putting it in my uh, base for my smoothie. So go for the raw stuff and including the other dairy products like cheese, cream cheese, heavy cream, sour cream, and full fat yogurt. We want to go for the high fat stuff. None of that low fat or non-fat stuff. Uh, because again, when you're doing that, you're basically getting a sugar bomb and lactose, the, um, the form of sugar that's in uh, dairy products is highly problematic. Of course, we know that with uh, a great portion of the world, I believe it's 80% of the global population of adults are lactose intolerant as adults. Okay, so with cheese, raw cheese is pretty rare, but you can find it. There's usually like one or two selections out of a hundred at a good market where it's actually uh, made from raw milk. Uh, also in the favorable category are the aged or the hard cheeses or the brie. And then uh, raw kefir gets a plug there too, because that's uh, maybe even more common than raw milk. You can find good sources of kefir and has a great uh, probiotic profile. So you can add that if you enjoy dairy. Um, and then going for the organic for sure when you're selecting cream cheese, heavy cream, and sour cream. And again, dairy has long been an allowable uh, food category in the primal, the ancestral uh, communication that we've been talking about for over a decade, but we never said it should be a dietary centerpiece. So this could be sort of uh, an accoutrement, especially if you enjoy it. Maybe you'll have a bowl of yogurt and a spoonful of Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, nut butter on top, stir it together, tastes really great. Throw some cacao nibs in there. A uh, great little snack, but not a centerpiece. And we want to emphasize the foods above the steak line for the centerpiece. Uh, so the next category are the favorable or least objectionable, most nutritious plant foods. So the idea here is to integrate these foods strategically uh, for an assortment of reasons. One of them is that you want to enjoy your life. And so this stuff tastes good. You like it. Dark chocolate's on the list. I'm going to integrate that for a number of reasons. Uh, one of them is that it has a great antioxidant, flavanol, polyphenol, nutritional profile. Uh, you want to choose bean to bar in that category with 80% cacao or higher. You will quickly habituate to that even if you're used to consuming milk chocolate your whole life and you'll become a connoisseur of dark chocolate. I have a couple shows dedicated to the topic of choosing uh, the most nutritious and sustainably grown 
uh, dark chocolate bars, you want to get that bean to bar designation on the label. And that means that the manufacturer knows where the source of these beans came from. They were carefully selected and it avoids the problematic uh, reality that most of the chocolate on the market today comes from uh, child labor producing countries with minimal regulations uh, in Africa and other places along the equator. So if you find an affordable dark chocolate bar, you can bet that you're consuming a product made with child labor. And that would be a bar of two to three and a half ounces in the price point of uh, $2 up to $4 maybe, which is kind of what we expect to pay. But if you really want to get a proper product with the best nutritional and the most sustainable and eco-friendly benefits, uh, you're looking to pay upwards of $3 per ounce. So in other words, a quality bar is going to cost you eight, nine, 10, 11, $12 for the same size that you see uh, at Trader Joe's or the grocery store uh, for a 350 bar. But if you want to uh, get away from child labor, that's your commitment is look for that bean to bar designation. So integrating plant foods, I talked about enjoying life and jumped right over to dark chocolate. There are other reasons too. One of them is uh, if you want to increase your carbohydrate intake, for recovery and glycogen replenishment if you're involved in a devoted fitness program, uh, improving insulin sensitivity because you have long periods of time where you're locked into uh, eating in ketogenic macronutrient profiles. Sometimes you can get this uh, response that might not be favorable. Uh, they call it metabolic insulin resistance where you're producing so little insulin uh, that your body, your cells kind of become insulin resistant because they haven't been fine-tuned. They haven't give, been given the workout of occasionally dosing on some carbohydrates and processing those carbohydrates. So uh, also uh, Elle Russ, you can hear her on the Primal Blueprint podcast and her uh, best-selling book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, talks about how, uh, especially in the female category, people suffering from thyroid dysfunction might want to experiment with increased carbohydrate intake to optimize thyroid and adrenal function because it can be stressful to uh, especially uh, drift away from a fuel source that's been part of your diet for your whole life, and then all of a sudden you're cutting it back to zero, uh, it could be perceived as a stressor by the body. And there are an assortment of nutritious plant foods that you can probably integrate without much trouble, unless you're one of those sensitive people, and you can learn all about them at meetrx.com. That's the organization led by Dr. Sean Baker and an incredible assortment of healing stories. I believe they have the stories organized by category. So if you are a psoriasis sufferer, you can go click on that link and see people that have righted their conditions, the amazing miracle healing stories that you can see on that website from people that are excluding all plant foods or most plant foods. So if you have leaky gut, and you've been suffering from a chronic condition that's inflammatory or autoimmune by nature, you owe it to yourself to do at least a 30-day total restriction of plant foods and see how your body responds and then start adding back strategically, uh, particularly with the foods mentioned on this chart. So I talked about dark chocolate. I talked a little bit about honey, but that's one of them on the list. And try to find raw honey because it has wonderful antioxidant, antibacterial properties. And also if it's grown locally, it can help you with seasonal 
allergies because of the agents that you're getting in the honey. The bees did the hard work for you. So raw honey's on the list. Avocado is a wonderful introduction of the monounsaturated fats and a very uh, minimal concern about plant toxins. Uh, dark chocolate, pretty tolerable for most people. Uh, nuts and nut butters, uh, this would probably be one of the categories of higher sensitivity. So if you have difficulty uh, digesting nuts, and remember, peanuts are in the legume family, not the nut family. So a peanut allergy is not the same. And some of those people can tolerate nuts just fine. But this is a definitely a personal choice. But of course, there's a lot of nutritional benefits uh, in the nuts and nut butter family. And I'm a big fan. I don't seem to have any problem digesting the Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece. Hopefully, neither will you. You can learn more at bradventures.com or check it out on Amazon. And again, this is way down the list below the steak line and can probably be considered a treat or an indulgence or maybe a travel food if you're going on uh, a long car trip and you're going to be uh, hitting the um, the gas stations with poor options. You can uh, pack yourself a nice bag of almonds or macadamia nuts, but a, not a dietary centerpiece. Uh, also on the plant food list are the family of fermented foods because of the wonderful probiotic properties. So things like kefir, kimchi, kombucha, miso, natto, olives, pickles, sauerkraut, tempeh, and these nourish healthy gut bacteria. But again, if you're battling leaky gut syndrome and you're throwing down foods day after day, year after year, decade after decade, even the fermented foods and the expensive capsules of probiotics probably aren't going to help you if you're gluten sensitive and you're still eating bread and other wheat products and frozen processed packaged foods, things that disturb healthy gut function. So the fermented foods are great uh, as you embark on the process of sustaining healthy gut microbiome and healing. Seaweed, also on the list. I think Dr. X had this as the number one healthiest food on the planet. So it's a great source of iodine, which is hard to get in the diet and related to healthy thyroid function. Also has your vitamin D, B12, selenium, omega-3s, a true superfood of the planet. And then we go to fruit. And in the big family of fruit, there's some distinction between the high antioxidant, low glycemic fruits, which would be the most favorable. And this is the berry family predominate there. Also, the stone fruits are in that good category. And then when you uh, go to the other side of the spectrum, you have the uh, high glycemic and low antioxidant fruits, uh, which would be the family of tropical fruits like mangoes, papayas, pineapples. So those are the most sugary fruits, and the berries are the least likely to uh, spike uh, blood sugar and cause that insulin response, and they have some uh, better antioxidant properties. Uh, but if you're you know, doing a good job eliminating the most irritating uh, family of plants, the leafy greens, the cruciferous, uh, the nuts and seeds, if that happens to be uh, something you're sensitive to, uh, then fruit is certainly uh, all favorable all across the fruit spectrum uh, for low uh, sensitivity, low plant toxin. So you can be integrate those. Uh, however, I like to mention uh, great advice from Dr. David Perlmutter, uh, best-selling author, Grain Brain, one of the leading figures in ancestral health. And he recommends not consuming any fruit during the winter months because this is aligned with our ancestral experience where we did not get any form of carbohydrate probably for many months on end, especially no fruit. So just trying to live that ancestral lifestyle, you can put the fruit aside, especially because most of the fruit you see has probably been transported from a distant or Origin, if it's wintertime, right? You're going to get some uh, berries uh, year round at the big box store, 
but they've been flown in from Chile. And so they have a bad carbon footprint. They're not as fresh. They're not as teeming with antioxidants and other nutrients as the stuff you find at the farmer's market in the summer. So go for it in the summer with those fresh berries. Oh my gosh, if I can get my hands on some, doing a road trip up to Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Washington, and finding these amazing roadside berries or picking them yourself. Oh my gosh, open season. Uh, But then big difference from shopping at the big box store in the middle of winter to get more of basically what amounts to a sugar dose. And then finally, to, to complete this entire chart here in the bottom corner are sweet potatoes and squash. So this starchy vegetables uh, that have uh, less plant toxicity than the stuff that grows above the ground. Uh, A lot of other benefits, including uh, healthy fiber, they believe to have some properties that support gut bacteria, which is prebiotics. So that would also be called resistant starts or indigestible fiber. And when you consume foods that have prebiotics, uh, they uh, take residence in your colon and become uh, healthy gut bacteria. The probiotics feed the prebiotics or the gut bacteria that comes from certain dietary sources. I know dark chocolate has a good level of prebiotics. Uh, So do the starchy vegetables, sweet potatoes and squash. But if you're really interested in this topic and you're uh, trying to heal a broken gut, you can get the best form, which would be uh, raw potato starch. So you can take a teaspoonful starting slowly and putting that in your liquids that you can uh, consume or smoothie uh, to try to rebuild that gut with a a great source of prebiotic fiber. Another sources of prebiotics are um, cooked and cooled white rice and white potatoes and also green bananas. So indigestible fiber, right? The banana changes from green to yellow where it becomes mostly digestible carbohydrate, high glycemic carbohydrate, by the way. Uh, but when it's green, you're getting a different experience and you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be consuming many carbs because it hasn't converted to carbs yet. So that's the carnivore scores chart in comprehensive form. Thank you for listening to the audio version. I think you're going to love printing this colorful version out and putting it right on your refrigerator door so you can keep in mind where you stand on the scale on the spectrum. Thank you for listening. More at bradkearns.com or k8forwellness.com. It's time to be all that you can be in 23, starting with a cold plunge to get a natural boost in energy, focus, discipline, and resilience. The plunge can provide you with all that brilliance. This is the ultimate home cold water therapy experience, a sleek, slick, custom-designed unit that gives you ready access to a cold bath of clean, filtered, circulating water that you can set to your desired temperature. Don't fool around lugging bags of ice from the supermarket for once-in-a-while action. Get the plunge so you will actually stick with your protocol and enjoy it. Visit thecoldplunge.com to learn all about this sensational product and the benefits of therapeutic cold water exposure. They'll deliver a plunge to your home for free, and then you have easy, simple setup, regular plug-in, and you're off and running. I set mine to 39. I don't spend a lot of time, but the experience is prime, and I'm focused and energized for a fantastic day and more resilient against all other forms of stress in life. Take the plunge, people, and also check out their new Rebounder Mini Trampoline to pair with plunging and optimize lymphatic function. It's all at thecoldplunge.com, and you can't lose with their generous 30-day money-back guarantee and special discount for BRAD podcast listeners using the code BRAD, thecoldplunge.com.